0: are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 23rd. Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. The Blazers had a game yesterday. There was some drama Blazer-related drama that broke after the game last night, and some interesting stuff to talk about uh, coming from our old friend Chris Haynes of ESPN, Then we'll look ahead to Wednesday's game back here in Portland at the Moda Center against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But first, the game before we get to all the juicy stuff, Uh, the Blazers... Blew a seven-point lead in the final minutes of the game and just could not hold on against the Denver Nuggets last night in They lose it 104-101. Jamal Murray had a career-high 38 points to go with six assists and five rebounds. Uh Had the best game of anybody on the floor. Was hitting crucial shots down the stretch. Threes driving the lane. I think he only missed five shots all night. So uh when someone shoots like that, and I think, too, Portland had some good defense on a lot of them, but he was just feeling it. And Murray has the capability to be, you know, a Lillard type a guy that can be, a, you know, a great shooter and playmaker as well. He showed all of that last night. I, I was lucky to see him in the Hoop Summit twice, actually. And the second Hoop Summit, he was actually an Oregon commit And then he dropped 38 in the Hoop Summit or something like that crazy. And then Kentucky offered him the next day. So uh, he's really good. Uh, And so that's kind of what happened down the stretch last night. Portland couldn't get enough stops on Murray, who just took over the game. Jokic didn't have that great of a game. Will Barton didn't have that great of a game. Gary Harris didn't have that great of a game. And, and, And Murray really carried them and really delivered for the Nuggets. Dame had some great plays down the stretch of the game. He had 25 points and six or eight assists, excuse me. Uh, But down the stretch of the game, he got an and one driving, running jumper type of thing. And then on the free throw, he just kind of short armed it. You could see it even. He just even like pulled it back and kind of realized that it was not going to go in and it was off. So he missed the free throw. Then on the next possession, Murray does the same thing with Portland up two, drives the lane on evan turner turner tries to block the shot kind of brings his hands down probably if he just puts his hands straight up they don't call a foul but uh he brought his hands down to try and contest the shot uh closer to murray's uh you know face i guess and and they called a foul on turner which anytime you move those arms down that's you're gonna draw that call and murray made the free throw to put the Nuggets up one. Portland had a couple of opportunities down the stretch. They had like four chances on one possession. One was a a CJ uh, elbow jumper. The other one an Evan Turner turnaround in the paint. And it, it they just did not go. And and Portland was unable to 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 get another chance at it. They they got some second chances. Pat Connaughton got a nice second chance. Nurk got some. You know, wor- worked in there on the glass, and 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 they they you know they they had enough chances to win this game. They just weren't able to make the shots and execute down the stretch. And I think that's mostly where the uh, shortcomings came from it was just an execution thing. I don't think it was anything lineup wise, scheme wise, anything like that. Uh, the Blazers got shots that they I think they wanted. You know, Turner that little turnaround like six feet from the basket. That's fine. Uh, the CJ elbow jumper. That's also a good shot. And, and, uh, one of the other things too, for the Blazers, you know, Nurkic in this game against the Nuggets, his former team, his first game back in Denver, he got booed and he played really well. Seven of 13 from the field, 19 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks Everything that you want from Nurkic, he gave you last night, uh, in my opinion. I I don't think that there's anything else that you would really want from him in a game like that. He played well. They mostly made the Nuggets work. He blocked shots. He protected the rim. He got offensive rebounds. He got defensive rebounds. And and Nurk, I thought, played really well last night. And it's a shame that Portland didn't come away with the win because I thought – for the most part, they played really well in that game. And if you win that, then you've won four in a row coming back home for a game against Minnesota. Lots of momentum that you can kind of carry over. A couple of other guys that played really well. Ed Davis, who always plays well, nine points, ten rebounds. Zach Collins with a solid performance off the bench once again. Uh it also hurt last night that Alfred Camino could not make any of his shots. Uh he was two of ten from the field. Did not make any of his three-pointers last night was a tough game for Aminu and had he made any of those shots that he has been making this year Portland probably wins this game. They really were trying to force the ball out of Dame and CJ's hands even Turner and 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 Aminu got a lot of looks down the stretch of this game and especially in the fourth quarter and just could not cash them in. He had three pointers, he had you know, driving layups. It wasn't like he was playing poorly. It's just, he just didn't make his shots and that that's brutal. So you have Aminu missing his shots throughout the fourth quarter and throughout the game, really. And then you have two guys that you think would normally make their shots missing. And then Dame also missing a free throw. So it seems like pretty much everybody on the blazers last night had a moment where they didn't execute the way they should have. So the blazers, Lose to the Denver Nuggets in a tough, tough game. I I really thought that they were going to pull that out. They had a seven-point lead with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And now they are in seventh place in the Western Conference, just a game ahead of those same Nuggets who beat them last night. The Clippers lost to Minnesota, so they fall back. And Oklahoma City is a game and a half ahead of the Blazers, and the Pelicans actually have a half-game lead now for the sixth seed, in the western conference which right now would be a matchup against the surging timberwolves who won again without jimmy butler last night in los angeles but we'll talk about that in a little bit just wanted to remind you that if your company is interested in men between the ages of 18 and 44 your company should be sponsoring this podcast locked on blazers is listened to by 98 percent men and 80 percent between the ages of 18 and 44 so if you want men between 18 and 44 this is the spot for you our rates are reasonable you can email us at lockedonblazers@gmail.com at gmail.com to find out more about sponsoring the show so we're going to look ahead to the n- matchup with the timberwolves on wednesday coming up here but we got some big news we got some juicy stuff coming from espn and chris haynes of espn formerly the blazers beat writer at comcast and he had uh, a pretty big story dropping late last night after the game that damian lillard met with paul allen to gather an understanding of the league of the organization's direction according to haynes's sources so we'll just start from right there and he continues with more details they met discreetly for approximately one hour at the Moda Center prior to last Thursday's game against the Indiana Pacers, and it was apparently the first home game that Paul Allen has attended this season. So that's really interesting, but I think the most interesting thing about this is that when Dame wanted an answer on the direction of the team, he went around Neil Olshay and went straight to the top to talk to Paul Allen, and that is something new for Damian Lillard, I think. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's something he would normally do. And, and he's talked about uh, being loyal to a fault on the, on the podcast at ESPN with Spears and, 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 and Haynes as well uh, and discussed that. And this is Dame using his power as a star player, as a guy who has a major contract to make his voice heard and make his concerns heard because he has the most power in the organization other than Paul Allen and he's realized that. And at this point he's put in the time, this is his sixth year in the league. So it's not as if he you know't can't, can't be doing that and, and, and this is kind of the point where guys start to you know, make their voices heard, make their waves heard and Dame, is flexing his power right now. I I mean, I don't think it's for power's sake. I think there's a concern from him about where the team is going, where the roster is, and, and how much they can compete for a championship because that's what he wants. He wants a team that can compete for a championship. He wants them to be great. And he's obviously concerned about where they are given that they have dropped some games earlier in the season they've had to mix and match lineups and Stotts has found a way but for Dane to go straight to Paul Allen and circumvent Neil Olshay and kind of cut him out of the loop is is pretty stunning and remarkable and very dramatic for this Blazers team when it comes to you know this this team ever since Olshay and Stotts took over has been pretty much drama free and this is about you know aside from Lamorcus leaving this is as as wild as it as it's gotten for the Blazers that Dame has asserted this power and gone straight to the top to to make his concerns heard. and apparently Paul Allen was afraid that Dame was going to ask for a trade that is not what happened Dame wanted to reaffirm his commitment to the franchise according to Haynes' article. And then he also went and told Allen that he had a vote of confidence for Terry Stotts and had his concerns more about the roster, but he had a vote of confidence for Terry Stotts to Paul Allen. So that's also really interesting, but also kind of goes along with the stuff that I've heard when, uh, people were talking about an extension for Stotts and whether they were going to get a new coach, et cetera, et cetera. And I kept hearing Dame is not going to let that happen. Dame loves Terry Stotts. Dame has his back, and Dame would lose it if Terry Stotts were ever to be fired. So he told Paul Allen that he has his back. But it is interesting that Neil Olshe's name and the basketball ops are nowhere to be found with regards to votes of confidence from Damian Lillard, and this is a, a very big thing in the equation, and not only that he did this, but it, that it's out, and, and this is putting the pressure on a little bit. If nothing else, Dame is meeting with Paul Allen. This is in the media for a reason, and I think he's trying to put pressure on Neil Olshey. And yesterday as well on Monday Mark Stein of the New York Times reported that the Blazers have called the Clippers about DeAndre Jordan who was not on the bench last night for the Los Angeles Clippers he was apparently getting treatment I don't necessarily buy that he wasn't getting treatment for all three hours of the game on his ankle uh and and apparently Blake Griffin was quoted quoted in the tunnel as saying something about nine years and DeAndre Jordan has been with the Clippers for nine years along with Blake, and they've been together their whole career. So wondering if if there's something there. Obviously Cleveland is poking around on DeAndre Jordan. Milwaukee's poking around on DeAndre Jordan. But Portland has a strong connection to DeAndre Jordan, given the fact that Neil Olshay drafted him. Olshey loves the guys that he's drafted. We see that with Aminu. We see that with Damon CJ. And... Uh, this is this is getting really interesting. The NBA is just insane right now. The Cavs are having an out with Kevin Love questioning the fact that he was sick over the weekend. Dame is asserting his power in a way that he's never asserted it before to put pressure, I think, on the Blazers to make a move and improve the roster. Dame was doing this via social media. So was CJ over the summer saying they want Paul George, Chris Stavs, Porzingis, Melo. All these things, and and, and now it, it, it's playing out in... We're seeing it play out in this almost Game of Thrones type of drama where Dame realizes that he has this power, and, and this is one of the things about the NBA is that the players do have this power, especially a player like Dame who has been so crucial to the growth of the organization over the last six years, and he this is he merits that this is this is what the players are in this league the players have the power and dame understands that he has the power to try and make some kind of change in the blazers and so uh i feel like the pressure's on here to do to make something happen i don't know what that would be but the pressure is on, it seems like from Damian Lillard to, to make moves, to do something. And, and this is the type of thing that, you know, you hear about and and it it could be the start of something who knows, but the fact that Dame is meeting privately with the owner without the knowledge of the basketball operations staff that the, the, the basketball ops people learned after, I mean, that's a lot of pressure on Neil That That's a lot of pressure on, on the rest of the team to kind of improve, but, this is is pretty wild stuff for the Blazers and stuff that we don't normally see from this team. But at the same time, this is year six. Damian Lillard has been loyal. He signed a big deal. He has done everything that the organization has asked of him. But now he's asking stuff of the organization. And at this point, being the, the player that he is, of the stature that he is, he's probably going to be named an All-Star today which is going to get released today the All-Star reserves and this is this is real. And so you got the rumors with the Blazers poking around on Deandre. Jordan, the Clippers don't like any of their deals so far, so I take it that the Blazers are kind of lowballing them because the rest of the league isn't really offering up a whole lot at the moment and we're still two weeks away or so from the trade deadline. It's on February 8th this year. So it's a little bit earlier. So if you're thinking, like, wow, isn't it early to hear some of this trade stuff? Well, it is early because the Blazers or because the NBA, excuse me, moved the trade deadline up so that it did not go along with all-star break so that the all-star break can actually be a break instead of, uh, all-star then trade deadline. And then no one actually really has a break. So, Really interesting stuff coming out of Portland. Damian Lillard asserting his power, giving a vote of confidence to Neil to to Terry Stotts, not to Neil Olshe, which is is pretty wild. And uh, also interesting note from the story that that Damian Lillard's still mad about uh Alan, about Will Barton getting traded uh, to the Denver Nuggets in the Aaron Aflalo deal, a trade that has worked out really well for Denver, but. Really interesting stuff. We're going to keep an eye on it. We'll talk more about it this week. But Dame uh, asserting his power in a way that he never has before. And this is something of note. I don't think this is a nothing story. I think this is a real thing. The fact that he doesn't have a vote of confidence for Neil O'Shea, that that doesn't come out in the piece, is noteworthy. That he has Terry Stotts' back confirms what I have heard, but in a way that he did it to Paul Allen in such a way one-on-one is pretty remarkable so we're going to keep an eye on that and keep an eye on the trade deadline as we approach that and it's it's almost here we're going to look ahead to minnesota in a second so minnesota has played really well as of late and they have done that without Jimmy Butler, and they've done that against some pretty solid teams. They won at home against Toronto. Then they get a nice road win last night against a Clippers team that had been playing very, very well. Butler has some kind of knee soreness. He may or may not have had an MRI, according to Tom Thibodeau. So we don't know a whole lot about what's going on with Jimmy Butler and, and whether he's going to be available on Wednesday night. I would assume that... They're probably going to take a break. That would be the smart thing to do. Uh, Granted, Tom Thibodeau has a history of not really giving any, you know, not caring at all about about minutes or load. But I think with Jimmy, I think they got to be a little bit careful. Uh, he's He's their guy. He's the guy that's going to take them to the next level, I think, in the playoffs. But to Minnesota's credit, they've really played well as of late without Jimmy Butler and the guy that's really stepped up has been Andrew Wiggins, who has been criticized. He's been called a bust. The people have said he sucks, uh, and, and, and stuff like that. And last night he put the team on his back, had 40 for the T wolves in the win over the Clippers. Jeff Teague had 30 and Teague always seems to play well against the Blazers. So those are going to be guys to watch out for. And then obviously Carl Anthony towns, a great player as he is, uh, Hasn't put up great numbers without Butler, but th- they're able to work things out. And Wiggins is going to be a problem. The way he's playing right now, it looks like he's elevating his game. Looks like he's a little bit more into it as of late. And and that's always something I've been waiting for for Wiggins. I said on the last episode how I want him to succeed. Uh, and, hey, uh, got to watch out for him. Got to watch out for Jeff Teague. And especially if Jimmy Butler comes back, then you got to watch out even more for that. But uh, the the Wolves have played well. They they are finding their stride, and they're actually now third in the Western Conference standings. They're a half game ahead of the Spurs, who don't have Kawhi Leonard, probably won't have him for a while. And Minnesota may end up being in the mix for three. And, and, and the Spurs are having a little trouble now without Kawhi Leonard because – They've done a really good job masking the fact that they don't have him, but it has it is going to catch up with them, I think, eventually. And maybe that's what we're seeing right now. But Minnesota actually now in third in the Western Conference, despite the fact that they haven't had Jimmy Butler for the last two games. That game on Wednesday is going to be really interesting. Uh, another big game, Portland's first chance to get Minnesota at home so we'll see, and if Minnesota wins this, I think this will be the first time they've won the season series against the Blazers in like 15-something years. I mean, something something crazy. Some There's been a long time since Minnesota's won the season series against Portland, and uh, they very well might. So the Blazers host the T-Wolves on Wednesday. We'll see if Jimmy Butler plays. Jamal Crawford has also been out the last few, but we will see on that. But I think the, the big story is obviously – Uh Damian Lillard having this meeting with Paul Allen and the Blazers are interested in DeAndre Jordan, and there's a whole lot of stuff happening in the NBA. The NBA is going nuts, and I'm sure it will only continue to get more nuts because anything can happen in this league. So keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out. Keep it locked on Blazers. Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review if you love the podcast. And Tell your friends as well. That's a, great, that's a great way to tell people about podcasts. Oh, don't forget, we have Wednesday coming up, so it's Draft Wednesday. Make sure to download the Draft app. It's the best fantasy sports app out there. It's super fun, no salary cap. Use promo code LONBA when you sign up. You'll get a free entry, and it's super fun. Come play with the whole Locked On Podcast Network. We really have a lot of fun playing that game. It's quick. It's easy. It's five minutes to do a draft. You have a team and you win and you get paid out the next day. It's super, super fun. So be sure to come out and play draft with us on draft Wednesday. The Blazers are playing on Wednesday, so you can draft Dame. You can draft CJ. We'll also have some all-star notes uh, if if Dame does indeed make the team. So uh, come out and play with us, and we will – be in touch very soon as the NBA continues to get crazy.